This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz Dresfeles. Did you have a nice Valentine's Day weekend? I know I did. I went with my lover to uh, the San Diego Ghost Tour. We had such a good time. and I learned about all these new San Diego ghost places and, and a haunted hotel. And I think I'm going to stay there. So stay tuned for that. But I know that I am not the only person that had an amazing Valentine's Day. I uh, was sent a link by a couple of people uh, to a a Daily Star UK um, headline. And I will say, a lot of people like to tell me that they love to listen to this show with their children. Um, This is is just an intro that maybe you might not want your children to hear. Uh, The headline is, Man to have threesome with two ghosts... For kinky Valentine's Day paranormal sex. Um, (laughs) I remember now in uh, October, people sent me stories from this guy. I guess he's been featured on various holidays 
about his amazing relationship with a ghost named Lisa. And uh, it sounds like this Valentine's Day, they made plans to have a three-way with another ghost. So uh, check out the Daily Star if you want to know more about the backstory. But basically, he was at this Italian restaurant by himself, and he uh, encountered a ghost who he uh, she recommended she recommended the risotto or the rigatoni or something like that and then he ate it and it was delicious and then the two of them became um, boyfriend and girlfriend and now this Valentine's Day here I'll read you a little bit from the Daily Star UK a man who claims to be in a relationship with a ghost has opened up about the couple's incredible plans for Valentine's Day Gary Denoya who described his amazing sex life with Lisa a specter has told Daily Star Online all about his exciting plans for the most romantic day of the year. The U.S. man from New Jersey previously spoke about spending Christmas with his ghoulish partner. But now, since the joyful season is over, there's more in store for Gary and his girlfriend Lisa, who he says he's been with for over two years now. Okay, Gary, who works in the hotel industry, has made plans for Valentine's Day, and it sounds very kinky. The pair are planning to Netflix and chill before having a threesome. Gary said, we both think... Wait, what's a New Jersey accent? Uh, Gary said, we both think it's... uh, We both think that going out on Valentine's Day... Listen, I don't do accents. I'm sorry if this is an offensive accent, but um, this is what he sounds like in my mind. We both think that going out on Valentine's Day is overpriced and overrated. We have a tradition. The night we make popcorn and ice cream sundaes. Then we watch our favorite movie, which ironically is Ghost. I know, we're so corny. We can't help it. Afterwards, we make love on a bed of roses. The roses stay on the bed when we go to sleep, so we wake up to the smell of flowers. Oh, this is, now this is romantic. This year, we're getting kinky. We're going to have our first threesome. Lisa has recently befriended a female spirit, and I thought it would be fun to bring her over and spice things up. I've never had one before, not even with two living women, so I'm a little nervous. Needless to say, there'll be a lot of wine involved to loosen me up. Oh my God. The couple's uh, taken their sex life to another level, with Gary describing it as hitting a new milestone on Valentine's Day. He continued, okay, I can't talk like that anymore, but he continues to say, uh, it's Lisa's idea for the threesome. Um, the only rule is that he, <laughs> she doesn't want him. She doesn't want him to kiss her friend Sadie, the other ghost lady, which he's totally okay with. Um, Now, this appears to be a real story, but I just looked this guy up on Instagram and it says that he's a comedian. So I don't think any of this is real. Um, If you've ever had a ghost three-way, please let me know about it. You know how you can get a hold of me. Also, before we get on with the show today, I want to talk about the live show. We still have a bundle of tickets left. The next live show is the 7th of March. 
And it is at the world-famous Cavern Club Celebrity Theater at Casita del Campo in Los Angeles. And my guests are psychic medium Elena Servidio-Schwinn and Dave Holmes. It's going to be so much fun. We've been having a great time. I've got new merch that's going to be there. I'm going to have some T-shirts there, hopefully. And... um, we're just going to have a great time, and I love to get to talk to you guys and take pictures, and, and it's just so much fun. So I really hope that you can come um, get those tickets in the link in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to thecavernclubtheater.com to get your tickets now. All right. Today on the show, we are joined by two guests for the price of one. We have got the two owners of the Mystic Museum in uh, Los Angeles here in Burbank. And I'm obsessed with this place. I'm obsessed with these people. And uh, I hope you enjoy it because we're going to be talking about some haunted objects. And uh, you can actually go visit them for yourself by going to the Mystic Museum. So here they are. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by two very special guests, Eric and Kiko of the Bearded Lady Mystic Museum. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hi. How are you? So good. Well, I'm obsessed with you guys because I've been to your store a million times. It's in my favorite part of Los Angeles, that cool, like the coolest strip in Los Angeles, really. You know what? I think that too. I'm glad that other people are like starting to recognize that area as being cool. Oh, it's the best. And it's gotten so much better the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But because it's it's Magnolia Boulevard in it's technically Burbank, it's right? It's Burbank, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's vintage stores, makeup stores, and spooky stores, which yep. is like I couldn't imagine a better. I get so jaded when people like roll their eyes at going to that area, saying, "But it's in the valley," and I'm just like. Oh my God! Then you're missing out. Oh, you're hundred percent missing listen, out. Listen, we don't yeah. want those people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are enjoying the parking while we have it. Right. So keep those people away. <laughs> Thank you. But why I um, why I really want to talk to you guys is because. Well, you guys have so much going on there because you guys do cool events. We've got horror movie stuff going on. We've got oddities. We've got taxidermy. But also you guys have the Mystic Museum, which um, you guys do really cool events. But you also have like haunted objects and that sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm obsessed with because we talk a lot on the show about like eBay dolls and that sort of a thing. (laughs) Yep. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Um, they're, it's hard to they're tell. They're fun to go through. It's yeah. kind of really funny, like, reading all, like, the descriptions on what they have might have, like, um, uh, encountered or whatnot. And, like, is it true or is it not true? Or the or subtext entertainment purposes yeah. only. Yes, yeah. so we can't guarantee <laughs> yeah. any yeah. parody. I say that on my live shows, too. I put a little asterisk. We cannot guarantee any paranormal activity. But... I love like the biographies that the people like these people go through. It's like the best, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever bought one from eBay? I've bought haunted items from eBay. I don't think specifically a doll. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but I just don't. It's so hard to trust Ooh. a doll for some reason. I think a lot of people just think all dolls are yeah. haunted. So like, oh, this is haunted. This is haunted. So they're just gonna put an eBay yeah, listing, so, right? I don't know. I mean, or, there, or there's paintings. Sure. People like to put paintings. paintings. Yeah. And dolls, I've noticed. So the things that are most common that just freak people out to begin with, which is dolls, I steer away from buying online just because it could just be that creeped them out and they get a creepy vibe from it. Yes. But there's things that you wouldn't necessarily call haunted 
that people put up, and those are the things I gravitate towards because I'm like, oh, well, why would they even consider a cat toy haunted? Oh, really? Yeah, we've had a cat toy in the store that was haunted. <laughs> <I can't. Yeah. laughs> she just laughed at me when I bought it. No, it was. Did you find that it was haunted? I did. Yeah. Really? I, yeah, I did. Okay. No, I thought it was a joke. He put it under. He put it in a dome. I was like, why is this cat toy in a dome? Because you gotta. It was killing me. Yeah, you gotta protect yourself. Seal it. Yeah. No, I was like, what? Some. <laughs> How did you guys get into the the business of obtaining haunted objects? Um, I well, we've always both of us, you know, grew up in our you know separate lives when we were kids and uh, had our separate spooky side of us. Um, I know I did a lot of like walking in graveyards and 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 in the middle of the night and you know hiking up these mountain trails until you get to 1800 graveyards so i would do a lot of like sneaking into graveyards and she grew up more too yeah i didn't even sometimes like oh yeah i was just hanging out in that graveyard it's like you didn't even think that was kind of weird right just drawn to it yeah she grew up a little closer to you know um paranormal and and i guess witchcraft style stuff with her her mom and stuff what do you mean well um i mean growing up my mom my mom has like a great collection of books all on witchcraft and uh, mysticism and uh, occult so that's just what i grew up reading like Mm -hmm. i thought all the kids were doing that like (laughs) um um so and also i experienced a lot when i was younger too so it's i didn't really tell anyone so i kind of just read through the books to see like night like oh this person experienced it as well and stuff like that so got more insight on to what i was experiencing just reading books and yeah. stuff so so then we but opened spooky up spooky dork <laughs> we opened up a uh, bearded ladies vintage and oddities and from there we wanted to not just be a typical oddity shop we wanted to expand that bubble of what you considered oddities. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was like, well, if we're going to be carrying taxidermy and medical equipment and poison bottles, why aren't we carrying uh, horror memorabilia? Why aren't we carrying haunted items? Why aren't we doing supernatural stuff? So um, I would say, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think we kind of like brought in the, you know, ghost hunting and and that aspect into oddity shops. So cool. Because yeah. I do love those oddity shops, but I can't say I've, I mean, I've been to tons around the country and mm-hmm. I've, I haven't really encountered ones that are like yours in that sense. Yeah. I mean, huh. I just think it's just, you don't want to be confined into such a small bubble. Mm-hmm. And it also, the you know, what they say is do what you love. And since that's kind of what we kind of grew up and did when we were younger, we're like, mm-hmm. let's just do what we know and what we love to do. And and you try to make it seem like, you know, if you do that, you don't work a day in your life. Well, that's not true. <laughs> you actually work a lot. But it's because when you have passion, you put a lot more effort and energy into it. Totally. Yeah. So you guys, when you first started, had you been collectors of haunted objects before? Um, not collectors of haunted objects, but um, definitely, you know, ghost hunting. We've done that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, we had a whole bunch of Ouija boards and that's what kind of started the Mystic Museum, the collection of that. And we've had some that we thought might be more of a better gateway that we said, let's not take it to to the apartments. You know, let's just keep it in the store. And that's what started snowballing into the Mystic Museum. But never really personally had anything that was haunted unless you consider, you know, I kept my grandparents' stuff because I felt like it had an energy and it connected me to them. 
Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So even if you feel like you're connected to an object that was your grandfather's grandparents or or loved ones, it could be it's can you feel that connection because maybe it does have the energy of that person or the spirit. Totally. Yeah. So how did you two meet? Uh, well. <laughs> Well, was it we'll from to make, spooky stuff? Not from spooky okay. stuff. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep a, a long story short. So we used to date. We don't anymore. Oh, okay. And we met like, by trying to date years, each other. Yeah, yeah 10, 10 years ago. Uh, on on MySpace. My cool. <laughs> Is that Vintage. I know, I know, right? That's how long ago. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Over yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, she, I was living in L.A. She was living in San Francisco. And we met up and we hung out. And then we dated for a while. And at one point, we're like, we don't want to work dead-end jobs anymore so i said let's open up our own vintage store because that's what we know and we did it and then you know seven years ago over seven years ago yeah and then obviously things didn't work out now but the thing is with the love and passion of our own shop is we still were able to keep that afloat and alive and not give it up and uh become really good friends and you know just do that together that's amazing Mm -hmm. and you guys would ghost hunt together uh we have before yeah yeah where have you been Ooh, so many places now I can't even think about it. Um, we've done stuff like not only uh, well, on within our, own, our store, and we've done it within our store. We've yeah, done it. That's fun. Okay. We should filming do for episodes of other TV shows where we went along with them, stuff like that. What TV shows have you been on? <sighs> well, um, there's a lot of what was the one with uh, Susan? We did it, and we did it in the store. Oh. Um... Uh, she does Susan this thing Slaughter. called uh, Hipster Haunts. Hipster Haunts. Yeah. I think yeah. you could find that on, on that YouTube right now. That one was pretty interesting. Right we that got a lot of stuff on that lo- one. Uh, something with Bizarre States, uh, Nerdist. Oh, I love Bizarre States. Um, yeah, I've been on that. Where, what was the place? We went actually to a theater. I think it was called Fox Theater. It's... It was a small rundown theater that they only ran out every once in a while. Where at? Um, Santa, Santa Ana, yeah. Yes. yes. I've okay. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe so. There's a super haunted old theater in San Francisco. Kids, where there's like yeah. kid ghosts or something, yep. right? Is that the one? Those are always the creepiest. <laughs> yeah. So we did that, uh, and we brought along a team that we were personally friends with, dude, uh, a ghost hunting team. And so they went and did it with us and uh, the Bazaar States uh, people. Um, we've hosted our own inside the shop. The very first one we did when we had two separate stores is you could. We took two teams. In the first half, you did one store, and then you swapped and went to walk down the street to the other store. Oh, and, wow. And as we walked down, I did a little bit haunted history of Burbank, a little bit that I know of. People haunted things that I think were fake, things that were, were haunted aren't haunted. What is the haunted history of Burbank? I don't even know Burbank ghosts. Um, well, there's uh, well, they say that the Coral Cafe is haunted. No way. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've spent so many when I back when I used to drink the Southwest chicken egg rolls <laughs> and <laughs> sitting on the back porch smoking there. Yeah. I, yes, that is it's a great there, little diner. There is a video that they actually posted on YouTube of a ghost, but it's um, someone I showed it to actually said debunked it and said we don't they don't think it is, but that's the really? one place that they think is haunted. Uh, Warner Brothers Studios. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so the ghost yeah. hunting team, they got to go do an investigation there. They were lucky enough to do it. And I believe it's on the DVD extras for Conjuring 2, or, I think, and where nice. they actually did an investigation. And they found something, and then they, they did, like, an EVP or something, and something came up on this, like, main soundstage. And then when they ended up digging up underneath the stage, they found a creepy skull or something underneath the stage. What? Yeah. It was like a body. Or like body a, or it looked something. like a 
the formation of a body, but it was like carved or something. Yeah, it was like a carved. It looked wood, like some kind of ritual. Yeah, like been there for blood years. on it yeah. or something, right? Like, I don't yeah. know, something do you guys weird. have stuff like that? Do you have like human body parts and stuff? Well, we sell uh, human skulls and skeletons and bones in the shop for sure. Yeah. How do you get a hold of those? Um, it's private private sellers. Uh, what you can sell is retired medical specimens. So if they donated their body to science and. They were a model for either teaching aids or anything else or for medical schools. Uh, when that school thinks deems it not usable anymore, then it uh, gets bought and sold. Yeah. Uh, do people come to you with things where you're, that you, like, can't sell? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what would that be? Well, uh, a lot of taxidermy is illegal, so we got to, you know, hold off uh, on that. Oh, like if it's yeah. an endangered species. Yeah, endangered right, species yeah. or things like that. Um, you know, scrimshaw, you know, ivory in California mm. is illegal, things like that. Um Human, anything that has human flesh or organs can't really do that. So, mm. so we get like, ah, you know, we're gonna pass on that. You know, we keep everything legit. So that's good. What I have to keep talking about haunted objects because yes. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Do you do you guys like buy things from people? Like, do people come into the store and try to sell you things? Yep, you do it that way yeah. mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Yeah. So if someone has a haunted object, how do you figure out if it's haunted? Well, I I could just sense it in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So if, say, Eric's up front and somebody's up front with him and it, I have no clue what's going on, they're just coming in with some stuff, and I don't, I didn't even get the story like, oh, I feel like it's haunted or something, I'll walk up and right away I can feel it, and then I, and then I hear the conversation like of what they've experienced. So I get this feeling, and so I, I could tell if it is yeah, or not. Yeah, so if... if I, I can't explain it. I don't know. Her feeling... Yeah. <laughs> corroborates with what I'm thinking, then it's more of like, okay, we'll purchase it, but then we'll go even further. So how I determine is I'm the guy who does the buying and selling and like I talk to the person. You know, I do the 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 logistics of it. So mm-hmm. I have to read the person. So she reads in general like the aura, the feeling, the 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 ghostness of it. That's a good yeah. team. I read. Is this person fucking with me or not? Am I allowed to? Cuss? I can. Okay. I can. Yeah. I can yeah. sense that too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I but I need her to corroborate. Like, oh. oh, I think this is haunted. But if I could read the person and I could generally see that they're scared, they're telling me the truth, or they're just messing with me to try to upsell this this doll. Let's say per se. Then I go. Mm, I don't think it's haunted. You know, or, or I'll be like. You know what? I'll buy it, but I'm not buying this haunted. You know, we gotta take the price down, and then I'll determine from there. Usually, you know, sometimes it's okay. I don't think it's haunted. It's just gonna be regular. Yeah. You know, put it out. Yeah. Yeah, but I find it pretty interesting. A lot of times when they say it's haunted, that they don't want it. They don't even want any money for it. They kind of just like, mm-hmm. ah, take this, and they just oh, like get leave. it off my hand. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh god, what happened? Well, you'll be surprised how many people don't want to throw away a haunted item, but want to give it to somebody else or sell it. Well, okay, I. I told this story on the first episode of this podcast. I bought a Ouija board for $1 at a thrift store Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And I never used it, and I started having weird stuff happening in my home. And I didn't know what to do, and people were telling me so many different things. Burn it! And then some people were like, no, you can't do that. Give it away. You have to give it to someone. Or they'd say, even if you do burn it, you know, now it's attached to you. Like, what do you guys think about all that? 
so if we're talking about Ouija boards specifically, because you guys have a yeah. huge collection, yeah, we have like I think over 150 Ouija boards and uh, Ouija board related items. Cool, yeah, we got yeah. Some what's, cool ones. Yeah, what's the oldest one? 1895, no, oh, I think. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, wait, yeah. wait. So what were you gonna say about them? So let's say like uh, giving away haunted items and dolls and stuff. I think a lot of people do that because um, they feel like throwing it away. Uh, is bad luck, um, mm-hmm. but selling it and giving away is good luck. People so get I understand really superstitious that. too. I feel. But when it comes to Ouija boards, I have a whole different take than most people. I actually have taught Ouija board seminars uh, a few times. I usually at uh, Midsummer Scream, so you all they have their side classrooms, and so we'll have our huge setup, and then I'll take an hour out of the day to go teach a seminar about Ouija boards. So really, yeah. See, they come <laughs> up a lot on this show, and I don't yeah. know a ton, so. Tell well, me, tell me a couple of things. First of all, mm-hmm. they're not all evil, right? I don't think they're at all. No, no. They're opening up a portal, though, right? No portals. No, no. Not, not the board not itself. All the time, right? You <laughs> usually <laughs> not. I would say you using the board is opening up the portal. Okay. Not the board. The board yeah. is. This is how I describe it. It's a tool. So I this I always use this analogy, and people have heard me say this before, but it's like a chef's knife. You yourself could use it to cook something amazing and have your friends over and they all enjoy it and it's a great time. Or you yourself could use it to stab somebody. Totally. So is it you or is it the tool? Got it. So the Ouija board is a tool. That's the way I look at it. Um, It's definitely a tool that kind of like – I feel uh, like you give it the power. You give you. it the power, yeah. Uh, um, it's definitely had a bad rap. I think that ever since they started using it in horror movies, the the religious group that used to uh, re- use it all the time turned their backs on it. And that's you see that happen a lot lately. It's because it made its way into horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets a bad rap, and then the religious group that used to worship these things now no longer worship them, and you're an evil person for doing it. Um, you know, it's, it's very, it's very weird. Like, um, wearing white at a funeral was, you, you used to do that. Now you're supposed to wear black, but you know, yeah, it and it was changes. the priest that wore white to begin with. But if you wear white at a funeral now, you're going to get the bad rap, right. you know, taking pictures at a funeral, same thing, you know what I mean? And then same thing with Ouija boards. They were used for very, very spiritual people. Usually spirit, your spirituality comes from your religious belief. Now, when you say – when I think of spirituality, I think of your religion that you follow or don't follow. You take that spiritual side of that religion and you are focused more on that. Uh, so it doesn't matter what religion it is. Uh, we all have spirituality dependent on our own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know Catholicism definitely turned their back on Ouija boards when it made it into horror movies. Uh, I think it's a key. It's a key that you could use to open up a door. But you have to be the conduit for that. Um, there's definitely proper ways to do it to protect yourself from that happening. I don't believe you should burn it or bury it or throw it away because what you did is now the key that you need to close that door and lock the door behind you yeah. is gone. So how do so you how close you ever it? Gonna, huh? How do you close it? Basically, it's within the time you use it. At the end of it, you definitely you know verbally say things out loud. Um, I think your mind's going to help you by going to that part of the board that says goodbye and saying, all right, we're gone, and then move that planchette to the goodbye. That helps your mind 
to focus on, I did close the door. I went to goodbye. But you have to verbally say that. And you say, everything goes home now. We're done with this experiment. We're moving on. And then, of course, you use the same old things that people have been using for many years. Sage, Palo Santo sticks, salt, crystals. Mm-hmm. All that stuff could help. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. So when you get a Ouija board, you don't know the history necessarily. I mean, who like that's that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. when I got this one from Goodwill. I'm like, <laughs> who do, I don't yeah. know who used it. So what do you think when I got it? Do you think that the the door was open and whoever had it is now in the door. Well, no, the door would be wherever they open it up at. Oh, okay. Yeah, and not the Ouija board isn't the door. The it's the key to the door in the space you used it at. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, so when you guys get these objects, do you do some kind of ceremony to protect yourself from it, or how do you guys stay safe? Yeah, you know, we do whatever each of us. If we have our own beliefs, our own superstitions or anything, then we would do it separately for ourselves and then for the shop. We obviously uh, sage it, uh, all that kind of stuff, Uh, treat the object as if it's part of the family, Um, acknowledge it because I would say 50% of the time they don't have acknowledgement and then they're going to keep messing with you until you acknowledge it. Uh... And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you also believe think of this, Kiko, is when it becomes into our space that and it goes on display in the museum, it now has the acknowledgement and that activity now calms down. They feel like it's a safe haven. You know, it were not or it's not like we're non-believers. So believe me, listen to me. No, they know uh-huh. we're believers. It's not like we're making fun of it either or doing things. We're acknowledging that peace. And so the calmness kind of levels out. And But you also have this energy and ghosts that are attached to these items that are almost like good luck, are there to help you, to guide you. Mm-hmm. And do you really want to you know, close the door on those people? Sure. No, you, wanna, you want them to help guide you to where you need to be. I don't know. And that's what I feel. Do you find that it's people that are attached to it most of the time? Or 
demons or some kind of entity? What do you guys think? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think demons or anything like I that. I don't think I don't, I've I don't ever really encountered yeah. a demon. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just um a spirit. Yeah, a it's spirit just, of uh, some yeah, sort. Yeah. It's just it depends on if that person is a was he a trickster or she or in in past lives or was it, you know, um a mean person to begin with? It's you know, it's just that, you know. A lot of times your hair stands up on the back of your neck and you get goosebumps and it's that fear element when you walk through a haunted house or go down a roller coaster and you quickly take that fear element and turn it into evil. And mm. I think that's why a lot of these spirits get demonized. Yeah, we've talked about that mm -hmm. on the show before. It's just that unknown. I mean, it's been that way for history when you look at witchcraft and so many yeah. things. If we don't mm -hmm. understand this, that means you're it's evil. evil. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what is the one object that has come into the place and it's just everything's changed? Anything like that? If you had one that's come in and it's just a problem? Hmm. Well, I do know we have at least three or four items um, that we, um, if anyone asks us what's haunted, those are the ones we go to. They're, as far as problem items, um, not so much problem, but just items that have the most activity. Okay. Um, there was this this collection of uh, photo pins. They're like giant. You remember those big new kids on the block pins you used to be able to get? Yeah. So they're like that size, but they're they're antiques, and they would make um, your portrait of them. And there's a series of this one lady um, or different ladies. We're not sure. And we just feel like whenever those get moved to a different spot in the store, activity starts happening. Really? Like uh, what? Uh, a lot of books flying off the shelf. A lot of like things just falling. Um, just, um, we just weird vibes. Just you know, weird conversation interactions with people. But then whenever I move them back to the spot, which is outside, facing the outside, facing the window, viewing the world, everything comes to calms down a little bit. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and I put crystals in front of each one. But they're not new kids on the block. Pins. No, I mean I wish. <laughs> I mean those things are pretty cool. Okay, so so there's that. But what are what are other ones that are like they come into the they come into the store and you can just tell right off the bat that's a haunted one. Um, well, I'll we'll just I'll just start with the items that we have that we are featured in the museum right now. Okay, uh, we have a witch paper mache witch from the 1930s, we believe. So. If anyone is a vintage Halloween collector and you know of the paper mache jack-o'-lanterns and they're like candy holders. They look like candy holders, but I think you're also supposed to put uh, candles in them. It's made of the same material around the same time period that those vintage Halloweens were made. And it was a witch, full-size witch, by the way. And creepy as hell looking. Really creepy. But, which I shouldn't, thank God we're not there because you really shouldn't acknowledge things that way. But, um... We um, it came. The history is is that it got won an auction in the '80s from Paramount Studios, and it was part of uh, a prop from Paramount Studios, probably in the '30s. Wow, way back in the day. And there's just been a lot of activity with her. A lot of people talking about her. A lot of um, images that people are seeing of a, a lady, period, based walking through the store. Um, things that got picked up on really? a Ouija board directed towards that witch. 
Whoa. So when you say, because I thought that was interesting, the way you were like, I shouldn't talk about her like that. Yeah. Do people do that? Do people are like, oh, she's creepy. And then something yeah. happens. I mean, that's part of the the fun of coming into our shop is we have yeah. creepy things. But um, I kind of learned this pretty recently in the last couple of years is when you have something like that and he's like, yeah, that's a creepy doll. It doesn't scare. It's like that's when the negative energy is going to happen because you're. You're just imagine if someone came up to you every day and said, "Yeah, you're creepy looking. You're ugly. You look like this." You're gonna have like a very low self esteem, and you're gonna be like, "Ah, fuck this shit," and just like knock things over. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. I know, no, right? So now now I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna start. You're beautiful. Wow, look. Yeah, wow, you're so gorgeous. (laughs) Uh, Have you guys seen this woman? I haven't seen them, but I heard stories. I have, have you seen a, seen a woman? I haven't seen a woman, no, but I've, no. S- I've seen a little girl there, <clears throat> like a little spirit of a girl. Mm-hmm. Who's she? Um, I don't know. I don't know what she came with. I feel like she just likes our store, you know? Um, but I've, I saw her, um, like, we were, like, doing some construction of some sort, and I, and I look over, and there's, like, this... She's about eight years old, and she... Um, was looking at us with her hair like really like in her face and it looked creepy but like I the it, ring yeah oh, basically oh. yeah beautiful I know you're so it, cute it's, it was funny because I was like but I when I looked at her I knew I didn't feel creepy like it was okay and it's interesting because I talked to my other medium friend one day when she came in I was like yeah uh, I saw this girl in our store one time the spirit of a girl she's like oh yeah she has her hair in front of her face because she's playing hide and seek in it so I didn't even tell her about the hair that I uh, saw so I was like oh that's why it didn't wasn't creepy to me it's because she's like playing or something so that that was interesting I think that particular girl what I think is attached to is we um so the we have two doors that enter into the museum, mm-hmm. one on each side. They're both Victorian doors that we bought from an antique dealer because, you know, you know, I like to have the attention to detail. I want – if you're going into a Victorian-style museum, let's make the doors real Victorian doors. Yeah. So I put, and the girl didn't start appearing until we hung up one of these doors. <gasps> and she, when she saw the girl, she saw it peeking through that door. Yeah, she was more ah. like she was interested in what we were doing. And like that's what I got from her. We did a Ouija board session. It was, um, I think it was Christmas Eve. Before we left for the day, we decided to do it. And it was right next to that door that we were doing it on a table. And then um, I think that girl came through and said her age was around eight. eight yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it says, what are you attached to? We asked a question like that. And it said... It didn't say door specifically, but it said like large hardwood object or something along those lines. And I'm just like, oh my God, if this is, it just kind of clicked with what everything else was about. But those doors weren't even something that you thought were haunted, right? Or they No, were just no, we a- bought them just for the decor. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Bonus. So, yeah, yeah, bo- exactly. Yeah. So um, I think, and I think when I was remodeling, this was actually. When we were moving uh, the oddity shop next to the museum, when we were combining both the stores next to each other, and the one side was completely being reconstructed uh, while the museum side was still open, we had plastic covering up the the walkways. And I remember late at night, I was there by myself, and um, I was listening to really loud music, some really loud punk rock music, so I I was just having a good time. It was about... Literally three o'clock on the dot, 
I press stop on the on the uh, on my phone to stop the music, and all of a sudden I hear something on the other side of the plastic running from one side of the shop all the way to the other side, like clear as day, hard footsteps, but dragging plastic behind them. Huh? And I got scared so bad yeah. that I didn't think it was a ghost. It was so realistic. I thought somebody broke into the shop yeah. and I was about to get robbed. So I called her when she was at home because I was too scared to go anywhere. I, I, I grabbed a bat right away and I'm sitting there like shaking and I'm like, I need you before I go to peek into the next room to check the cameras and check the security system to see, see if the door's open. Yeah. If someone opened the back I was like, door. no, door's been closed. Yeah. Because <laughs> like oh, no. <laughs> yeah. it tells you whenever the door's been open and then she's like, there's been nothing on that side for, you know, since she left. Mm-hmm. It has not opened and closed since she left. And I'm like, please look at the camera. She's like, nothing, nothing. I'm like, oh, my. And actually, when she said that, I got a little more relaxed because at least I knew it wasn't a real person in there to rob me. Yes. But that was the most vivid, clear as day, so scared I thought it was a real person, you know, kind of scenario. And then... Uh, but I did leave all the lights on and just ran out the door and locked it that night. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. about that a lot with like, if you live in a haunted house and you hear someone coming up the stairs toward your bedroom, mm-hmm. like, you can't really assume it's the ghost because what if it wasn't? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, that's scary. Well, I tell mm-hmm. this all the time. People are like, aren't you scared when you go ghost hunting? And it's like, I'm not scared of the ghost. I'm scared of the, the real people, people there to rob people. I'm scared of people that in real life could harm me and I have no idea, you know, because if you're trespassing someplace or if you're, um, you know, in an abandoned building, you have no idea who's there or what's there or what's going down in that neighborhood. So I'm more scared of the real people. Do you guys (laughs) think that a haunted object could have the ability to kill somebody? I don't think so. I don't know. No, I think it has ability to, Give somebody a, a more of a mental, yeah, you know, maybe like an obsession or an something, obsession and then or like, like start going crazy. Like they yeah, would go yeah. crazy on their own. I think that that could happen, but I think physically, like you know, Chucky walking around with a freaking knife and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do people bring up Annabelle all the time? I feel like she's been big yeah. in the haunted yeah. object yeah. world. Even today. Yeah, today. Yeah. So we, we, have, sell, we have a raggedy yeah. Ann in we our sell store. I'm like, oh, isn't this? Isn't this the Annabelle doll? And I'm like, that's not the specific Annabelle yes, doll. Yes, with the ghost. Yes. It's a little historical but thing. That is yeah. a Fitch's Ragged Ann doll, which was the original Annabelle doll. Yeah. Like, well, I've come in there yeah. before because my dream is to have a haunt, not not haunted um, ventriloquist dummy. Mm-hmm. I want like an old, antique, creepy ass. Yep. But I want one that has like a backstory. Like I yes. want to know. I oh. look at them all the time on eBay and stuff, but they're like ones that were sold in like toy stores. Oh. Like I don't want right. that. I got, a, I got one of my own personal collection that's creepy. Really? Yeah. It's creepy yeah. as hell. Yeah. Do it, you know the backstory? Um, well, I'll tell you the story that I know. So the doll, I can't connect it to anyone. You you could connect Charlie McCarthy, Johnny Mahoney, which were the characters of the of the Victorilsky dolls from back in the time. But like, this is a an original Johnny Mahoney doll or I original uh, yeah. Johnny or whatever uh, Charlie McCarthy. And and but this was something I'd never seen before. It looked like a newsboy from the 1920s. Like, um, you know, definitely the clothes were 1920s. Has a little newsboy hat on. Everything, but it was all kind of browned and charred and 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 burnt looking. Because I got it from a friend of mine whose um, 
place burned down mysteriously. Mm. And he has no idea what happened. You think it was a doll? He thinks it's a Oh, well, not the doll, but... No. What do you think uh, it was? He said it was something. He yeah, thinks well, it he thinks it's a spirit. He thought it was a spirit. And the coffin, I think it's like to an antique coffin, right? An antique coffin or something. Was suspicious that the doll survived. Yeah. And so he brought a lot of stuff that was like half burnt, charred, things like that. Like if you clean it and you you want it, you could put it out. And so he brought four dolls like that. And that one I just looked at and said, I'm taking this one home. (laughs) You know? And so in I didn't clean it up or anything. I liked that patina of the the smoke damage and stuff like that. But it came from supposedly a haunted fire. Cool. Yeah. Um, you guys want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah, sure. Yes. I'm sure you've heard. Have you heard ghost voices? In mm-hmm. what have you heard? Well, we packed up someone on our shop too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. what? What do you? I've. Well, I've. I think. So was, was that I've, one with Susan or the ones that we've captured? Yeah. So there was. Oh, one that we did. In the Mystic Museum, where they out. actually said the name of the person doing the investigation, mm-hmm. um, and then you all, heard it out loud, like uh, it was on an EVP. Oh, yeah. Cool. So when they came back and they they reviewed it, and but then when we reviewed it, it was as clear as day. But during the hustle and bustle of everyone being there, you didn't hear it. So it was like, "Hey, Johnny," or something like that, and it was like, <laughs> "What?" You know, and it was, yeah. Hey, I'm Johnny. Yeah. And well, then, it's, I, sorry, go ahead. Then I mentally heard a voice i saw my grandfather in my shop and so it's one of those things where you kind of see like you feel like you see something on your the side and i look over and for like two seconds i saw the image of my grandfather standing there and then all of a sudden all these thoughts came in my head like he was talking to me through my head yeah and and it was like interesting i was like oh my god and that was during the time, too, I was really trying to hone my communication skills with the other side and letting these thoughts not just be thoughts and be like, okay, is this someone trying to communicate? And then answering these questions back and forth with these thoughts. And then the first thing that came to mind was their response. And then, then I say something, then the next thing that came to mind was their response. And it was pretty. It was a pretty interesting interaction. Wow. And that was the first time I actually saw a full apparition. Yeah. Cool. Did it look yeah. like a human? Like It looked exactly like my us. grandfather. Yeah, it looked exactly like him. But like um, almost like if you're seeing um, like uh, a transparent version of that where you can still still behind him. Yeah. But wearing like the same clothes and everything I know him, I known him wearing. It wasn't the year of his death and it wasn't when he was younger. It was this middle ground. But I think it was what I resonate more most with him. So when I was growing up and what he looked like more to me mm-hmm. uh, that age period. But it was very interesting. He was saying things like um, that I needed to hang out, talk to my brother a little more, and and watch out for for my brother and stuff like that. It was really interesting. Cool. That's amazing. Do you – well, Kiko, when you saw the little girl, Mm -hmm. would she see through? She wasn't, which is so interesting. She just looked like a girl. Yeah, and like – and I've seen – I've seen my grandfather before too. He's like – it's funny how – at different times, they appear different to you. Yes. And I don't know why. She's also seen a ghost cat, too. I have. That was my first ghost I've ever seen was a ghost cat. Cool. <laughs> Where? Um, it was when I was like six or so. So it's like one of my cats who passed away. But I didn't. I was with my family, and I thought they all saw her, too. But it was just me. So I just kind of kept it to myself. But, yeah, it was very glowy. It's, it's hard to describe. So yeah, that I was know. the first ghost I've ever seen. Then I see my grandfather who was also very, um, like, 
you could see through him, but it was more like the outline of his full body. You could see like his pocket. You see all the fine details, mm-hmm. but um, very also very sparkly, glowy, and you can kind of feel what they feel. And then I've seen like a shadow person, like just a formation of a human figure, but you can't see through him. Like it's just like, it's just black. black. Yeah, kind of black hazy. Like, but then um, the girl, it was just weird because I've never seen one that was just, it looks like you, you know, and then they just disappear. I don't understand. Did you see her disappear or? Yeah. It was kind of just like there and then gone. Very fast. And you get all the instant information. You just feel what they feel, I guess, or what they're trying or what they're thinking. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> I do know that we, we hear a lot of stuff in the shop that we almost kind of forget about all the time because of how frequent it is. And our employees tell us to hear stuff all the time, too. And so, I hear knocks, yep, too. Knocks in the back. And I forget like that. that. I don't tell anybody. Yeah. And then you know, I hear like, like, because when I stay late to do work and stuff, it's always when I'm by myself. It's kind but of that funny. Doesn't freak it's, you it's out? Always, no, it did freak me out. It did freak me out. That and then you just hear like knocks, like in where there shouldn't be any noise. I would never yeah. stay. I would never be there alone at night. You yeah. guys, like especially it's after that experience, Eric, are yeah. you terrified? Oh yeah, I that's that was the latest I've ever stayed there was till three a.m. that time, and then I haven't stayed that late by myself ever again. <laughs> no, I ran out one time. It was like a few weeks ago. <laughs> I got so scared. It was so stupid. Um, I just like even left all the lights on. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, you um, like talk to them as you're leaving. Because like, he, he could okay, hear me on the I'm camera. <laughs> he could hear me. I didn't. Yeah. He heard me on the um, yeah. security on the cameras. I'm oh, so yeah. embarrassed. So <laughs> Such a dork. messages me, and so uh, I'm home doing nothing. I'm watching TV. I might as well check the cameras just... if she thinks she saw something. <laughs> and I forget that you could hear her talking. Yeah. And she just see her like okay. about to close the door, like walking out backwards. Like, all right. Sorry, guys. I'm leaving. I didn't mean to be here. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. Because I had to like talk to myself because I was like scared. I was like, I'm just going to, you know. What, and, what happened to you? Oh, it's, um. well, we have cameras in every room. Like we have like ten cameras or something like that, and we and I just installed like two new ones, and um, I how do I explain this? Um, there's a setting on on it where it can text you or it triggers like the motion. So say if if there's a camera in, in one room and it sets off that someone's in it, it oh, would yeah. notify me on my phone, and um, I. And it started triggering. A camera was triggered, mm-hmm. so something was in a room, and so my phone kept going off, and I and I was by myself. <laughs> Have you guys you know seen I mean? things on cameras? Um, uh, we've seen orbs, definitely a lot of orbs. Yeah. Um, I, we've we've seen things in person, and then we try to go back to the cameras and see if it's on the camera. And I haven't really caught anything solid yet. Yeah. But it's I don't know what it is, but it's like definitely a lot of orbs do. It's, it's pretty crazy. And then we, we know the difference between orbs and, and, and dust balls. So Yeah, or and, bugs. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, One time I thought I caught something amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, look how clear that is. It keeps on going back and forth. And then it starts coming it's close to something. Thing. It was like yeah. a giant moth. Uh, like, Damn it. <laughs> maybe uh, it was the moth yeah. man. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. I mean. All right. It is time for EVPs or EVPs. So I go to YouTube and I find random EVPs. And, you know, the fun part with it, it, and you guys know this from, you know, catching your own, is that sometimes you can really tell what it says, like, yeah. especially when it was like that person that they were referencing. Mm-hmm. But the other times it's like, 
you just kind of pull it out of thin air and you kind of guess what you think it sounds like. Yes. So I want you to guess. Well, tell me what you think these ghosts are saying, okay? okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to uh, give you a couple of options, and I want you to guess what the person on YouTube thinks it's saying. Okay, awesome. Okay, this is from I Am Brandon, and it is at a blacksmith shop at Fort Mifflin in Pennsylvania. It's kind of like a whisper. Let's hear it again. Play it again. I'll haunt you. Ooh, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I'll give you some yeah. options. Okay. A, I'll haunt you. Oh, shit. B, I want you. <laughs> C, I love shoes. Or D, barbecue. <laughs> it kind of sounds like I, I want you. I mean... I love shoes, too. <laughs> I love shoes. <laughs> and barbecue. But. I think it's actually I'll Haunt You as well. Yeah. They yeah. said I Want You. Let's hear it yeah. again. I think it's I'll Haunt You. I think it's I'll Haunt You. Either way, it's pretty close. Yeah. It is. It's pretty awesome. Okay, let's hear another one. This one is from WOBFM. It must be a radio station. WOBFM. Uh, this is at Camp Evans, Wall Township, New Jersey. It's a little tricky. Any guesses? Mm-mm. Play one more time. Okay. This is like something, I'll try or something. Or something this. Uh, Here's some options. Yeah. A. What are they? B. I'm nervous. C. I'm curvy. Or D. I'm perfect. <sighs> It's weird when you say stuff, now you hear like, it. Oh, it's right? perfect, yeah. right? Didn't you hear it? Yeah. That's why it's so yeah. hard. So Who yeah. would ever Play know? it again because I think it says I'm perfect. It sounds like I'm perfect, but I don't think that's what it's saying. No. I think if you take some time, I guess it has to be relatable to what was happening at that time. Right. They think it's, what are they? <laughs> oh, wait, I can't yeah. hear that. What are they? Or who are they? Who are they? Yeah. I think it's I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to have some confidence in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, guys. It's time to wrap it up. You guys going back to the shop? We're going back to the shop, getting ready for a new exhibit, actually. On the 22nd of February, we open up for our new exhibit called Slashback Video, recreation of a 1980s horror VHS store. So basically as if you're going to a 1980s mama pop rental store, but all of the VHS titles are horror related. And it's uh, definitely a trip back in the history in the 80s, a lot of awesome 80s photo ops, a lot of awesome horror memorabilia, rare VHSs. Um, then we'll definitely still have our Victorian side set up with some more, um, some more um, ghostly things and photo ops and stuff like that. And you know, so when you come to the shop, you'll see the rotating exhibits. But then also the mystic part of the mu- mystic museum is going to be intertwined in every new exhibit that we do. Cool. cool. How yeah. long does that run for? Uh, it runs through June. Oh, great! Yeah, so you got time. You guys, have, you guys, how many do you do like a year? We do about four a year. Yes, yeah. I've been to the monster one, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. The Evil Dead one, you guys just yeah. did. Dead, yeah. Yep, that one's yeah. cool. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty fun. So, and what uh, are you guys on social media? Just Mystic Museum. The Mystic Museum. 
Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank Amazing. you guys yeah, so much for so being much. here. Thanks for having us. Of course. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. To get your tickets to the live show on March 7th, go to cavernclubtheater.com. I can't wait to see you there. Please follow me on Instagram at Ross Find me on Venmo at Queen Roz. I'm on Cameo. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, we also have the Facebook group ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. And we've got a Facebook page ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. If you have a ghost story, please leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or leave us five stars even if you don't have a ghost story. You could also email me, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And if you'd like to be on an upcoming listener episode, please email me with the subject line, listener episode, or something like that. I don't know. Guys, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.